This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Sunday night, and Sunday night means it's extra time. The show where we have the final word on the weekend's action. The action that included our team, Wolverhampton Wanderers, going to, well, Leicester City, where we have a bloody terrible record. I think before the weekend, someone told me we won one in 25 over there. Before the weekend, we... I've played them five times in the Premier League since we got up and we'd lost every time or not won. And, well, we hadn't even scored a goal. But we we have positives. We did score a goal the weekend. It was a cracking goal. Uh, However, we did, again, lose 2-1 to the Foxes of Leicester. Um, The hoodoo strikes again. And we've got an array of guests and Wolves fans that are going to be coming on. We've got a part one and a part two again today. We're going to be chewing the fat on the weekend's action. We're going to be looking ahead to Crystal Palace and, of course, um, Brighton, who have just tragically gone out of the FA Cup. We feel for the Brighton fans. We've been there as Wolves fans. The pain coming out and losing a semi-final is tough, but like they lost it on penalties. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that. As well, we do have the secret word of, as always. So, if you guys in the chat can spot the secret word, that'll be amazing. And each of our pundits coming on tonight, I've tasked them. Uh, we're trying to slip that in discreetly, and you've got to try and find it out. And aside from the football, we're going to be asking everyone um, to recommend a good show on TV for you guys uh, to watch as well. To kick us off the show tonight. We have, first of all, Hoops is back. How are you doing, Hoops? Yeah, I'm good, my friend. How are you? I'm, I'm really good. I'm going to come back to you in a second because I've got, I've got to ask you something about your furry friends in the backdrop there. Okay. We have the Lord himself, Mr. <laughs> Jason Guy. How are you, mate? Wonderful, Dave. Living the dream. Living the dream. And, of course, he, he did send a pre-recorded one last week. So he'll be uh, asking about, obviously, uh, how the uh, the parties went last week for the for your for your babbies. And 
making his uh, Always Walls Fan TV debut tonight. We have the Vice Chairman of the 1877 Trust. It is Kieran. How are you doing, Kieran Barker? Barker, how are you doing, mate? All good, Dave. How are you? Now, it's always great when we, uh, we've got people on and stuff like that because the backdrop's really, really important. Now, if you're regular watchers of this podcast, we've already got over 120 of you uh, watching uh, live, and we'll go through the chat in a bit. And if you do want to get your chat to stand out, then you can always put a, a super chat. That will definitely get on the screen. But Hoops, mate, um, your furry friend, your giant wolf, mate, he's, he's not happy because he's got his back to you today. Dave, we, we've we've had words. Um, you know, I do speak wolf, so we, we've had a little bit of chat pre-pod. You know, as you know, contractually, in his contracts, which he signed with his paws, he has to be in every episode because he has a bit of a diva fit if he's not. Yes. But he has refused to show his face for this episode because he's not happy. He still he's can't get over the performance yesterday. He's not happy with Jose Sarr, so... He said he'll be in, but we we I, I can't trouble him, Dave. He's, well, he's just going to have to be there. Contractually, contractually, yeah. he does have to appear on the screen, yes. but we never put in the small print, and he has to uh, face the camera, did we? No, uh, we I'll didn't. No, no, we. Go on, we might sorry. have to rewrite a contract out, I think, for him. Absolutely. Well, we'll have to look at renewing that next year and make sure that's put in the small print. Uh, Jason, um, absolutely. I've always loved uh, having you coming on uh, today as well. Obviously, last week it was your baby's um, birthday, wasn't it? How did that go? Christenings. 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 Yep. Christenings. Sorry. We had a, a joint christening at um, All Saints Church in Treasel, and then we went back to the bell and... I think the party didn't finish till about 2am, Dave. So if I'd have come on extra time last week, um, I'd have been a bit worse for wear. So it's a good job I didn't. That's why I did the pre-record. And Jonas, by the way, was a lot of star last week. And he was reacting. Oh, to mate, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Jonas is is eventually is going to in inherit the Wolf Whistle podcast and take over yes. all his Wolf fan TV. Certainly, isn't it? Be up to, he was doing this, but he was cheering. Oh he, he, yeah, and when I mentioned Neves, he's putting his hands on his head. But it'll be up to uh, be up to Jonas to interview Ruben Neves, Joe Matinho, Jose Saro. I'll I'll pass the baton on to him eventually. Right, he'd be a natural already. You can see he loves the camera and everything's <laughs> fantastic. And Kieran, it's a, a delight uh, to finally have you make your debut. Welcome. Just uh, as a note in the background, you you've got some cool tunes and and stuff going. A bit of Oasis, a bit of U two. Tell us a little bit about that. I'll be totally honest with you, Dave. The, the backdrop actually owes a lot to my dad. The wolf side is actually in front of me in this room. Oh, uh, well. The backdrop owes a lot to my dad. Fantastic. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, much appreciated. So, yeah, Thank we've you. got a lot to get into. Obviously, you know, two wins on the bounce, two, you know, two good performance. Last week, a great performance. Uh, Wolves in the pound seats, you know, Leicester, we knew they'd come out of the traps uh, fairly quickly uh, at the weekend. Dean Smith, the, the, you know, the new manager bounce. They did. We dealt with it. We scored a great goal. I thought the intensity was fantastic at the start of the game until oh, until Jose Sarr brings down Vardy. They, they used his pace. He was going away from goal. Penalty. Leicester got on top for the rest of the first half. And then there's changes galore. And, you know, apart from Ruben Neves, free kicks, we never really, um, or a long range shot, we never really troubled them after that. 
and they got a good goal to win it 2-1 and the atmosphere was rocking down at the King Power and it meant a lot to the Leicester players. Uh, Jason, we're going to go with you first because I know you, you've got quite a bit to say about this. So, let, do you want to make your points? Yeah, first of all, why did no win the Pucker Pies? Mate, you know, we have got chapters <laughs> won the Pucker Pies um, and it was Harry... And, uh, you know, I'll just... This is the chap that won the Pucker Pie. There he is. Harry, he was really Thank happy. You. I will be putting a standalone video on uh, of, of him winning because he was so, he was chuffed to bits to win the Pucker Pies. I will put that up on TikTok and on the socials and on the channel at some point in the next 24 hours. But, yeah, he literally came, he came over, started chatting, went, come up and went, Pucker, eh, we... Is what a year supply of pucker pies. He's happy. And then just as I got into the ground, Jason, yeah. um, I Chloe, lovely Chloe. She's so so nice. And her mom, they were lovely. We're talking to her for a bit. Yeah, they are. They've just been talking to you. And they said, Oh, yeah. we've just seen Jason, just seen Jason. And I couldn't find it because normally you could you're quite tall. We could, I couldn't see you. <laughs> and, I was at the bar. They, oh, you're at the bar, fair play. And they yeah. were saying Jason's told us to say. Pucker away, and I was like, "Oh, guys, you've just missed out by like two minutes on getting the pies." And then I had someone else come up about five minutes later about the pies, so I might have to uh, run the competition again. But uh, yeah, it was great. Harry's chuffed. He likes his pies, and he's going to get in touch with Pucker, and he's going to have a year supply of Pucker pies. And uh, he's got quite a, a lean physique at the moment, but I think after a year supply of Pucker pies, unless yeah, he's look like me, uh, Dave, getting down the gin, yeah. They are nice, aren't they, the pucker pies? They are, they are. Um, but, yeah, Dave, I was there yesterday and, you know, we started off, like you said, with great intensity um, and we seemed to be coasting. I mean, that was a great finish by Cunha, by the way, especially the way we won the ball and then he, he put it in the bottom corner and it was a great finish. Um, yeah, you know what? We did, oh, we, we, we did seem to be coasting, to be honest, and um, we, we, we was, you know, more of the possession in their half, definitely. Um Attacking with intent, and you could see another goal coming in parts. But even at one nil, I thought we were safe. Now, before I come on to the the Jose Sar um, debacle, <clears throat> my thought process was: if we're winning at half time, and I think I put this on Twitter, bring Neves on, right? Because he's going to retain possession. Um, but if we're losing or drawing, I wouldn't have brought him on. I wanted us to keep attacking. And I think sometimes, as we've seen in the second half, and I don't want to single out Nevers and Matinho, but we did seem to get the ball, retain possession well. And if you look at the passing stats across the game, we had 497 passes to their 364. But a lot of these passes were going sideways, which is fine, but not when you're chasing a game. So that was the frustrating thing for me. With Jose Sarr, um, I don't think he needed to make that challenge. You've got to give full credit to Vardy, because if you watch Vardy's movement, it's incredible. Oh, it's incredible. That's what he right. feeds off, isn't it? And he's got the pace. Yeah. And, it, and it, you know what? It is difficult to defend against, but it wasn't Jose Sarr's job to defend that. And he come out. He was in a bit of no man's land. I think it was Kilman and Totty that were behind him anyway. I just don't think he needed to come out as far. I, Jason, I actually thought that the defenders did quite a good job. Yeah. Um, you know, because they kind of forced him outwards. He was yes. going away from goal. So exactly they were forcing that. him out. And then they were getting to the back. For if he was going to shoot to get on the on the line, and it was a bit like the Forest goal, you know, the Forest goal where um, he he kind of made his mind up and then he hesitated. Yeah, yeah. 
he didn't yeah. fully go for it, and then he kind of went and he caught his foot, didn't he? Because he kind of was caught again in two minds, I think. And obviously, he caught him, it was a, and it was a penalty, and that changed the game, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard various reports saying that he slipped. You know, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched it back. I sent you the I sent you the graphic earlier, Dave, and you could see how far he was out. But you're right. Vardy was going away from goal, and it was pretty needless, really. And look, as, as soon as they scored, then obviously we're under. And you know what? You know, you, you could see the Wolves fans felt quite deflated as well. You know, straight away. Um, and uh, yeah, if if we'd have gone into the break winning one nil, um, I'd have brought Nevers on. But but at one all, I just didn't think that was the right decision to make. And I don't want to single him out. He's, he's a fantastic player for us, but. You've only got to look at the last two games. The first half of this game, uh, until we, we we effectively threw it away, we have been attacking with such intent. We've looked so much more likely to score than we have done. We've been keeping clean sheets. It's all been good. But um, it, was a, it was a frustrating second half in the end, Dave. Um, and I think we slowed the tempo down completely. It didn't look like a game in the end that we were chasing. It didn't look like a game that we wanted to win. Um, you think he was caught in between... Between attacking and defending, we did kind of know. I know you're on about like Neves, but like, do you not think that that was a forced change because Lamina was kind of holding? Oh, yeah, yeah. His... Well, uh, at the game yesterday, we, we, we didn't, that wasn't really communicated to us. But yes, it was a forced change in the end. So so I do agree. But even so, even if it was a change that was forced or it wasn't changed, we still didn't look like the team in the second half that we was in the first half. And then we was never looking likely to win the game. So that, that for me was because... If we'd have won that game yesterday, yes, three on the bounce is an absolutely massive ask. But that would have that I mean, we'd have been as good as safe, in my opinion. You know, then we've got to have to rely on three of the game, three of the teams to win three of their games, and it, it just wouldn't have happened. So for me, it was a bit of a chance missed yesterday, but but Tuesday is an even bigger opportunity now just to make sure that we're home and dry. Because I think one more win will secure it. Absolutely. Hoops, I want you to come in on that because Jason's raised quite a few uh, points about the game and the Neves thing and the first half and the Jose Sarr penalty incident. Uh, were you there or were you watching it? Or a couple of I wasn't there. Managed to watch the game. Um, yeah. So, um, so oh, you uh, have a different uh, perspective because you—that's good because you've got you're watching it from the cameras and stuff where we're in the ground. So, I mean, what's your take on the on on what you have to say in the game? What's your point? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I would echo Jason's thoughts on the on the game. I think up until that penalty, for me, that's as good as I've seen us for a long time. You know, we, we've been pretty comfortable of late, particularly with the, the Brentford uh, performance and, and arguably Chelsea as well. But I thought we were, we were dominant and Leicester looked like the team I expected them to be, which is, I know you referenced potentially expected Dean Smith-Bounds, but they looked like a team completely bereft of confidence, you know. They've got their captain, Tielemans, who was making errors, you know. They really looked hopeless, to be honest, Leicester did first half. And that's the most frustrating part, that we've effectively, by Sars' mistake, handed the impetus to them. You know, you would have known in the stadium that feel, that anxiety. For Leicester, it was so pivotal in the position that they're in to get the three points. So for them to have gone one, one down... The momentum's with us, and as Jason's reference, the, the frustrating part for me is, yes, we've lost it with, with, with Saar, and then the pendulum has swung, the momentum's gone to Leicester, and then you can only kind of see it one, one way because of the forced change. But we've kind of lost the game 
when we haven't killed them off, you know, and I know that's something um, Lopetegui referenced post-match, because at 1-0, we had a number of chances. Oh, mate, and we as you, they didn't get out there off. Yeah. Out there off. And, then, and, 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 you know, we, we, we should have really put them to the sword at that point. So that yeah. was frustrating because I really do think if you take the SAR incidents away, that first half was impressive. But I'm, I'm holding back on that because I'm like, well, it was. But actually, if you look at it as a, as a, as a on-par performance, we should have gone in two or three to the good. Um, so that was the frustrating part. And it was so effective in mid- midfield as well, as, as we mentioned. So we know now um, it was a forced change. But, you know, you were looking at that those half-time substitutions and you were thinking, Julian, what are you doing? Is it, it was... Is it Lopetegui or Lupitegui? You know, because it was going so well in that first half. Um, and I think, as Jason's reference, the dynamic changed second half and we were reliant on long-range chances. And, it, and there was no fluidity, was there? No. So, as we say, we move on to Tuesday. And I agree, I think I think three points is, it gets us over the line. Um, but we bloody want it to come sooner rather than later. Um, and and it hasn't. They haven't really caught up on us, have they? This weekend, what one more point? But also, that's another game ticked off, as I think I mentioned. Yeah. Over the weekend, so there's less games. The games are running out for those below us, aren't they? Which is good for us. So frustrating, well, you know. Ultimately, a couple of points that you raised there. I'm going to come on to Kieran next, and then there's a, someone's raised a really inter- interesting point in the chat, which I'm going to come back into, and that's about Costa. Um, you know, you made the point about when we're on top. Obviously, with them and we're in the we're in the ground. We're saying we need to score again whilst we're so on top because you know what happens. And then, like five minutes later, the penalty happens, and like it, that's has been a constant of Wolves when throughout the season. There's been periods in the season where we've we've created stuff, but we can't put the ball in the back of the net. Now, I was, I mean, it was great Kuna scoring. You know, what was great about that is Lamina's there. We win the ball back. Kuna gets it up. It's positive. It's a great finish. And we get to sing the Kuna song, which was brilliant. And we're all happy. And at that point, like you say, Leicester were quite um, dominant. What does anyone say dominant? But they were full of energy and running and stuff in that first minute. And it knocked. It was like a sucker punch that, you know, they were punched drunk on the ropes. And we were raining in punches, and it's like we couldn't connect again. Another punch, another goal, they would have collapsed, and we would have won that game three or four nil on the But you know, we were raining, and they couldn't get out. That we were winning the ball back. The intensity, it was absolutely fantastic. The way we were playing, they couldn't, they just couldn't put two passes together. And then we lose the ball um, for the for the goal, and it's you know the, the we've we've got about. Because we're attacking, which is great. We've got a lot of our players are out of position. And the guy runs forward. Vardy, you know, they know they're going to look for the pass to Vardy because he's got the pace. I thought the defenders, as I said earlier, they did enough to force him wide. And then the penalty happens. And it just changed everything. All of a sudden, the crowd's up. They, the crowd had gone dead. The clappers had been ripped up. The crowd had gone. <laughs> and then that, that incident flipped the switch, and then it changed the momentum. They say goals do that, um, you know. So that 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 that's the one point in regards to that that we're, we were talking about. 
Kieran, you've heard what Jason and um, Hoops have had to say. Did were you there yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. Were you high up or low down? Uh, was, drum? Yeah, I was about yeah, three quarters of the way up. Yeah, fairly high up. Yeah, so you were quite well. So, what was your take on the uh, the game and the points that have been raised so far? What points would you like to make? Yeah, I agree with um, a lot of, of what's been said. What I would say is in that first 35 minutes when we were very, very good, the intensity was there, the, the control was there. What The only one thing I criticise is actually, did we test their keeper enough with the possession we'd had? Um, you know, yeah. we, we created good openings and got into good areas, but I don't recall their keeper making too many, you know, good saves. Um and that's actually been a story of the games that we've played well in this season. We were very good against Chelsea, but we didn't really work their keeper other than the wonder goal. Um, we were very good against Brentford, and the two goals both had a bit of fortune about them. Don't get me wrong, we deserved a bit of fortune. But oh, we're not really carving teams open and um, actually creating chances, even though our overall play is a lot, lot better in the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, it's really frustrating because we definitely deserve to go in 1-0 um, up at least. And Saar had... You know, he just went loopy for a moment, and uh, but that he's he's done that before. He's a fantastic goalkeeper, and met, you know, saved us on a number of occasions. But you know, you, you can recall three or four penalties he's given away since he's been here, um, which that's just a um, a point to his game. Um, but in the second half, we just couldn't we couldn't get back on track. We had good moments again, but um, we couldn't deal with their intensity. Every time they went forward, they actually looked like they were going to score. And I think Sart made a couple of good saves in the second half. Any chance we had in the second half really came from a couple of long-range shots and a couple of free kicks. One was a very good save from their keeper. Absolutely. And, and you know, we have to say, Saar, you know, did make a couple of good saves. He's a great shot stopper. Um, although, like, in the first two minutes of the second half, he nearly lost the ball to their striker. It's like faffing about with it and stuff like that. But I guess that gonna, is going to happen when you're trying to play out, you know, use the keeper in, in that sort of position. Um Jason, I'm going to come back to you because there's a couple that have raised in the uh, the chat about Costa. And I think it's a really good point because Costa came off around about 55 minutes. It seemed yeah. incredibly early to me that he came off. Um, and I don't know whether he, he didn't look happy when he came off the pitch either. What 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 did you take of that? Because I thought he was, he was, when he went off, you know, we didn't have... We, it's like someone else has said. We've got no role on the bench. We've got no life no. player. Listen, Costa's game's changed a little bit, hasn't it? He? He, when he gets the ball to feet, he doesn't turn and try and beat a defender or turn and shoot as he lays it off. And I think it's just fatigue. Perhaps, you know, 55 minutes, the game did have high intensity. So I can only assume that the reason he was brought off... In the red zone. Because, yeah, I don't think he's really got 90 minutes in him anymore. We've got to be realistic about that, haven't we? This is why... I thought it was a great opportunity yesterday for Adama, especially what, in the second yeah, half. Yeah, why didn't you bring Adama on? I couldn't get it. Couldn't understand I that. I don't know. I just think that we seem to have a lot of space. Leicester were quite sluggish at the back, and I think that would have been a game perfect for him. Um, but, it, you know, it, that was the frustrating part. The second half, instead of going for the kill or, or going for, for, for the... It just seemed to, to slow right down. We only had three shots on target as well to Leicester's eight. Now, no. once again, that tells its own story. And I do think in the first half, although we was a lot better in the first half, I think we perhaps only had one shot on target and we actually scored from it. But, listen, <laughs> you know, we're not going to be killing teams off with three shots on target, are we? We're just not. No. You know, I know Nevers had a couple of free kicks. Um, but once again, 
listen, a couple of years back, you'd be expecting them to fly in. Um, he, he was quite unlucky with the one, actually, uh, the, the, the one he chipped over the wall. I think it was the first one. But, yeah, I just thought that would have been a great opportunity for Adami yesterday, especially if he'd have come on perhaps for just change the formation slightly and come on for Costa and just give him some real problems. But I just thought Costa's been excellent, last two or three games especially. His link-up play's been brilliant. He's relying, obviously, more now as an experience than, than, than he's ever had to. Um, listen, there's people out there as well calling him out. Oh, give him another year, give him another year. I think there's too much sentiment in that. I think, realistically, next year, if we had... Costa up front, we, I don't think we'd be happy because he's not going to score us 20 goals a season. So I think there's a bit of sentiment there. Um, and these people have probably been moaning if we sign him on for another year and he'd be starting up front next year. I've, so, uh, I've heard that that it might happen, mate. Well, listen, I mean, look, look, if he does, it does. But, you know, we, we, we can't expect 20 goals a season out of him. He's done a great job this year. He, he has in the position we've been in. Uh, when he's called upon, you know, we've been able to rely on him. But... Is he going to be our talisman next season up front? I don't, I don't, think, think, so. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. But I, I don't know whether they think he's got still something to offer. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the other question is, and, I'm, you know, Jason, come back onto this first and then hoops. You know, why is Raul, you know, who's training, why is he not in the match day squad, man? What, 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 you know, you know, he's a natural... You know, we've got nobody. Costa's coming off on 55 minutes and we're playing that thing. There's no one else in the squad that can come in and do that role, like a proper number nine. Why is he not? Why is Raul not in the squad? He's tra He'd been training, wasn't he? Oh, it was that question too, Dave? To you and to, to oh. who? And then to Kieran? Um, listen, I, I, I've heard he, there's been a little bit of a falling out with Aint Nori. Right. However, with Raul, that that hasn't been. When you say there's been a, been a been a falling out, and there's in what about his attitude, his work rate? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. But I've heard that that, that that there's been words. I haven't heard what and why and wherefore. Um, and with Raul, I haven't heard nothing. But you, you, you've only got to assume. Listen, let's let's be realistic, Dave. You know, I, I, these two players have, have been. You know, ain't always a good player. Right, I think yeah. he's got a lot more to offer to the side than, than Raul has. So if he's nowhere near the squad, there's clearly been a difference of opinion, clearly. And I think it must be the same with Raul because, you know, we, we have been a team absolutely devoid of goals. Um, Raul is, a, is, is obviously a good option for that. But the fact that he's nowhere near the team, it's clearly not tactical reasons. Is it? You've only got to look at the bench and think... It made you know, no sense. Yeah. Unless he's injured he ain't injured. There's, there's sometimes two very similar players on the bench, yet there's not a, a centre-forward sitting there waiting to come on. So, I think that tells its own story. So, it's clearly not just tactical reasons. Hoops? Yeah, I I, I, I have to agree. I, I mean, like I say, we don't know what goes beyond, behind the scenes, but I think there's a, there's a rationale, as, as Jason's referenced there, that, you know, when we're short on forwards and ultimately we've got a, a semi-retired striker lead in the line, which is what we've got. And and I, I also agree, I don't really see the logic in giving him a, another year's contract. We brought the guy out of retirement. He's doing a nice job. He's been very effective of late for us. Can't see him playing the 490 minutes if starting potentially on, um, against Palace. So, you know, okay, you can argue Wang takes up that role, but you know, a, a, a like for like is, is Jimenez, so it doesn't really yeah. make sense. There's, there's room for him there, isn't it? So I don't know why. I think it's interesting 
why did he take Castro off? Is he keeping an eye on, you know, on the game in the week, thinking, well, potentially, you know, I'm going to have to rely on you again because for whatever reason, I'm not going to go to um, to Jimenez. Um, maybe, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I mean, let's be honest, you know, we, we all know and we know, know the reasons why Jimenez hasn't been particularly effective post-injury and we, we get it. And um, although to, to give him a little bit of... Of fairness, I, I, I don't know about you, but I did see start to see little, you know, green shoots from, from Jimenez, and then obviously he's now out of the picture again. So I don't know, I don't get it. I, you hear rumours. I know his wife's been making a few sort of cryptic comments on Twitter. I don't know what's going on. We might know in the summer, but for here and now, we need him. I think because I don't think we're going to get ninety minutes out of uh, of Costa against Palace. Um, I do. I understand there being an argument that perhaps he was prematurely taken off, but I did think he was struggling a bit, if I'm honest, and which isn't to be surprised. He's going to. We know his limitations. Well, this is all. And, and with, with, on, sorry, go. Dave. With Jimenez, Hoops is right. He hasn't. He hasn't really done enough to be dropped at all. You know, he hasn't. You know, when he's come on, he's been effective. He. Um, he, he Assisted the goal against it was it uh, home anyway. Oh, 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 it was the goal he assisted. Which game was it? Was it? I'm trying. I'm trying to think which one it was. Was it Leeds? Yeah, no. And he had. He was getting into positions to shoot as well. Yeah, it was, absolutely. And listen, he's, he was never ever ever going to be the old Raoul, but he, he he looked better, a more improved version than the one that that, that we've sadly been watching. So he certainly hasn't you know, done anything badly enough to be dropped and bombed out the squad as he, unless there's been a falling out, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Kieran, I mean, you know, Raul, what's your thoughts on on that? I mean, Jason talks, we talk about Costa next year and there's no room for sentiment. And I know Raul's been bombed out the match day squad and like we say, there's no natural replacement for Costa to come off the bench. You know, surely it's it seems a strange strange that he's not even on the bench. I think from a, a tactical point of view, and I think it's been proven in performances and results. I've I've agreed with with Costa coming in. I think he's played really well the last probably three, maybe even four games. Um, but I cannot understand Raul not being on the bench, which as um the lads have said, there's got to be other reasons that we're not aware of as fans. I'm sure that'll come out at some point, whether it's soon, whether it's in the summer, if he is to depart, which is looking likely now. Um, but I do think from a tactical point of view, the last few games to start with Costa um, has been proven in the, the two wins and the good the good first half we had on Saturday. I agree with Hoops. I think he did look like he was struggling at the start of the second half, to be fair. Um, I wasn't entirely surprised he went off that early. Um, but I don't know if anyone read the Johnny Phillips article in the Express and Star on Saturday morning. Uh, he, did, he spoke about Costa quite a bit and about his influence around the training ground. Um, he also hinted, well, not saying explicitly, that it was unlikely Costa would be here next year. There's obviously different reports on that. There's some journalists saying it's going to be decided in the summer. Some are saying it's likely. Some are saying it's unlikely. So um, I guess we just don't know on that front. But he's proven really popular around the training ground. Um, and I think he's had a big, uh, Lopetegui, he's had a big impact on his fitness. Because obviously when he first came in, it wasn't for a lack of effort when he first came in, but he just didn't look fit. And I can't blame him. We took him out of retirement, essentially. Um, but I, I just, I don't, like, like the others, I don't understand why Raul's not on the bench. There's got to be other reasons there. 
um, when we've got no like for like Huang can't fault his effort and his application and he definitely has his uses but he's not an out and out striker in the role we play with the three forwards especially if one of those is Traore Huang is not uh, a striker to play to play that role Absolutely. And guys, if you're enjoying this on YouTube, you're watching it live or you're watching it on Thingy, uh, smash a like on the uh, video. Just let YouTube know that you enjoy this sort of content. And if you are new, if you do subscribe, you're able to comment. And if you listen to it on the podcast, maybe you could give us a little comment on the uh, Apple or Spotify podcast for us. You make some good points there. I mean, the, the thing is with Raul, he's been such... Um, you know, such a loved player for so long. And, you know, it'd be a real shame if his Wolves career just fizzles out now for the last six games without getting any near the squad. He deserves more, better than that. He deserves a, a proper farewell. Hopefully, you know, when we're safe, he deserves to be able to say goodbye to the fans properly. You I know what, though, Dave? That, 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 sorry to interrupt. That doesn't happen very often. You've only got to look at Cody. And, you know, you look at some of the great players and they don't get the, the chance to have these send-offs. Because whether it be a poor run of form or whether it be they fell out with the manager, and it's a shame, really. You're quite right, but they, they don't normally have the, the 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 chance to have the send off that they deserve. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like with Cody, the irony is Cody could be back training with Wolves in the summer because, like, he's not getting anywhere near the Everton um, starting line at the moment, and you know, he, I don't suppose he'll want to be a Championship player. Uh, if Everton do go down. So that would be interesting to see what happens with that because he could be back uh, training with Wolves in pre-season, which would kind of be, would that be awkward or Bruno Large has gone, would it be a fresh start? You know, does he? would Cody get in over Dawson now? I'm not sure. Um, to be honest, so, no. You know, no way. Think, t- things no. have moved on, hasn't it? Things have definitely moved, moved on. Right, we're going to get into um, into talking about our highlight of the day. Uh, or moment of the day, our uh, man of the match, our performance rating, and if you can give any of the uh, the guys that are watching and in the chat, and the guys in the chat, you can join in with this, um, any uh, shows that you would recommend watching. We're going to go first on this one with Kieran. So my moment of the day uh, was a nice one, uh, just because of how tickets work nowadays. Um, I don't get to go to many. I usually travel away. With my mates, I got to home games with my dad. Dad managed to get a ticket for this away game, and I went to the away game with my dad, which I need. That's in the second time this season. So that'd be my moment of the day. Uh, man of the match, I think, purely because of his first half performance for me, it's, I'm going to go with Lamina because he was excellent in the first half. Um, however, Gomez as well on, on the whole game um, was excellent. I think Lamina and, and Gomez. Um, Anything I can recommend? Uh, Dave, this was mentioned at the beat when I seen you on Thursday. There's a documentary on Sky called The Transfer Window. It came out early this year, and it looks at the role of agents in football. Uh, and I think it's a really, really interesting and informative watch. Fantastic, mate. That's really, really good. So, uh, yeah, and what was your performance rating? Uh, out of 10. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a... We'll go with a six. It was a nine for the first half an hour. It really broke down. Loopy, that is. You gave a nine for the first half. Yeah. You know, I suppose you could argue it. I suppose so six overall. So basically, the second half is about a three. Yeah, I'm going to go. Well, nine for the first half an hour, and then it rings. It <laughs> Fair enough. Hoops, over to you. And um, well, I'd ask 
I'd ask you Wolf in the back, but he, he's still sulking. I reckon so. it's a fox, Dave. I don't reckon that's a wolf. That's the plot twist. He's got half and half scarfing, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's, uh, yeah, I was going to say he's got his clappers up there as well. well we can't see, but yeah, um, it might be a bit inappropriate. But yeah, he's, he's just looking in the corner. Um, so I would go. Let's take moment of the match. I think it's Kuna's goal is the obvious one it's for me. Uh, I think you know there's two goals for him now, but I think I won't speak for everyone, but I've, the majority of people I think have been impressed with him so far. He's worked hard, and um, there's some, some positive signs for next season. So he was fantastic. And talk talk about positive signs. Next season, Gomez would be my player of the match because I think he's just an, an incredible talent. I really, really do. So, to Gomez, the rating's difficult, isn't it? Because it was the proverbial game of two hours, but it's, it's very subjective. I'd say five and a half. I mean, we've we've lost the game ultimately. I think that the first half performance was was strong, aside from the the penalty incident. But second half, as we've alluded to, we, we offered very little and we're reliant on. I mean, one thing we haven't talked about, David, and you might want to talk about it in the next part if you don't, in a bit more details, is the penalty claim. Because people might want to talk ah, about yes. that. Yes, yes. The, um, um, the, for me, it was a penalty, penalty but, oh. you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, you think that's a penalty? I do. I, I thought it was a penalty. When I, at the time, we weren't really sure what for, were we? Um, but we'll ask Kieran and Jason that as well, what they think. So you think that's a penalty? On what basis? Well, to me, I mean, they they, they used... Well, because obviously I watched it on commentary and they talked about it was in an unnatural position. Well, I was like, well, if it's kind of unnatural, it's then... To, is, is that not a penalty? To, to me, it was. His arm was, was stuck out. It wasn't directly shot at him from a short distance where you can maybe argue he didn't have, you know room to move move it out. So I'm pretty subjective on these. But when it went to VAR, as I was watching it live and I saw the replays and, I, and the, the commentators were, were all surprised it wasn't given. So to me, that was that was a penalty. Um, so that's a, that's a frustration. But, you know, it obviously wasn't given and, and we've had worse decisions, I'll put it that way. But that, that was my pause. And then um, on TV shows, um, at the moment, I'm pretty addicted to Ted Lasso. So a lot of people will be watching the football fictional Ted Lasso program. Um, I'm up to, I think, the latest episode. So it's really good, really funny. Um, and, yeah, quite emotional in parts as well. Some really good, very well written. So I'd, I'd recommend what's Ted that, Lasso. What's that streaming thing is that on? Um, it's on Apple TV um, or if... Like a friend of mine, you have a fire stick, for example, then you might be able to find it on there. But yeah, but on the fire stick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did you give your performance rating? Uh, yeah, five and a half. Five and a half, yeah, that's yeah. great. That is fantastic. Uh, Jason, uh, on the penalty, um, first of all, what was your take on that? I think if we, if we, if we, I just, 
I'm not saying I disagree with Hoops because look, if we'd have been given that penalty, we'd have took it. But it's one of them. If it had been against us, we'd have been we'd have felt aggrieved. I, I did only see it for a split second at the game. I haven't seen a replay of it, so I can't really comment. But um, it was one of them where we, you know we didn't see if there's a, a blatant handball in the box, we're all handball, and, and we wasn't. So for me, that's why I, I, I you know. Man of the match, Joe Gomez, incredible. Another great performance. Um, constantly winning the ball back, constantly chasing them down, harrying them. Listen, I think the future's bright with, with Gomez. I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm glad he finally got his opportunity and he took it because that's important. He was always going to get an opportunity, but I'm surprised he's adjusted so quickly to the rigours and the demands of Premier League football the way he has. So, is Nevers leaving possibly? Um He's going to be a great loss, yes, in many ways. But at least we've got his replacement now and we're not going to have to scramble in the transfer market either pre-season or next season and make a panic signing to replace him. So that, that's a positive. Performance rating for me, oops, was spot on really. Game of two halves. First half up until the penalty, you'd have, well, I'd have said eight and a half. It wasn't actually a bad performance overall because, you know, 59% possession to their 41. And we was retaining the ball better in the second half, although we didn't do a great deal with it. So for me, overall, I'm going to give a performance rating of seven. <clears throat> Moment of the match. So I want to quickly flip back to Friday night where there was that beautiful video that put out by Wolves uh, on that oh. young lad, Fraser. I mean, Amazing. Jesus. I was, I was watching that. I, I, I actually, I actually shed, shed tears watching that. He, we all should be more like Fraser. I mean, listen, this Mate. is a little boy who's, you know, he's blind and he's just not letting it bother him. And we all do it. We all get up in the morning, stub our towel, be moan out, look, why made me foot certain? There's a little lad there. He's blind and he's just so, so, so happy. It was just incredible. And you know what? It's really heartwarming to watch that video. And, and, and that is... You know, just so important. And this is what Wolves, the club, the community are, are really good at doing. Um, so that's on the non-football side. On the football side, for me, Cunha's goal. I think the composure, when it, as soon as, obviously, I was behind the goal, uh, be, behind, obviously, he was attacking the other end. But as soon as that, we won the ball, it went to Cunha. It, the, the the space opened up. You could you, you knew it was going in the back of the net, and it's easy as a striker like that to just lash at that. And he didn't. He had composure, put it in the bottom corner perfectly, as far away from the keeper as he could, and it was a great finish. So a moment of the match was was Cunha's goal. Absolutely, and we should say that uh, it's been one pack week for Wolves, and uh, I've got to see firsthand. Um, I went to the uh, to the Star event on Tuesday, which was which was enlightening. Um, Emma presented to um, senior leaders of Wolves, there's about 100 on Tuesday, uh, on Wednesday for her game too. So, and obviously they've won that award and then was at the match day experience group on Wednesday night. And there's loads of great things that have gone on this week and the media team do a, a great job. We're pulling yeah. some of these videos Incredible. together as well as some of the ideas and, that one with that, as you brought that thing up, that video with Fraser, FIFA, FIFA quote tweeted that video. FIFA did. Wow. I know. It's, so it's, I mean, it's reached so many people and, you know, rightly so. And, you know, I defy anyone to watch that and not, not, you know, get, you know, their emotions running by. That was incredible. With TV shows, Dave, I'm actually watching at the minute on Netflix, or I've just finished watching it last night. I binge watched it. Uh, the Waco 
which was um, the cult that started. So it's just a message, I'll... Dave. I love you to bits, Dave. Dazzling Dave. Please, please don't become this guru. Don't, don't, don't start a cult, please. I mean, if you watch that, it's incredible. I mean, it just blows your mind and on, you know, the power of the mind, incredible. But uh, yeah, I've just been watching that. Absolutely fine. I'll tell you mine, um, a couple of series is towards the end of the show, guys. There's a couple that we're watching at the moment. That's, that's absolutely fantastic, Jason. Um, we're just going to finish off this part of the thing now. I'm going to just come to Kieran on the penalty, but also, Kieran, looking ahead uh, to Crystal Palace. Um, I know you're on the Match Day Experience group. Um, Russell's posted in there tonight that Julian wants it to be absolutely raucous uh, you know, um, on Tuesday night. And um, it's he, he, wants, he wants Molyneux to be loud. What was your take on the penalty and looking ahead to Crystal Palace and then Brighton, what are your expectations and score predictions? Um, I thought it was a penalty. However, I totally understand why the referee didn't give it. It had been hard to see. None of us in the ground really knew what, what was being checked. I don't think the referee would have noticed from his position. So it's not one where I blame the referee at all. However, when you look back at that on a video, how can you not, in given the handball rule and how it's being interpreted now, how can that not be given handball on VAR? I don't quite understand that. Um, so that's my take on it. Do we? No, no, we can't have a penalty. That, that's wishful thinking. But, you know, not, not at the fault of the referee at all. This is what VAR is there for. And I thought that would have been a perfect VAR intervention. And, yeah, it was us, so we didn't get it. Um, looking ahead, I think Tuesday night will be tough. They're in good form. Um, Roy Hodgson's gone in there. I think he's he won one three drawn one. I think yeah, in his first four games, you know that. Um, and he's got he's got them playing well going forward. I still think they're there for the taking at the back. I don't think they're brilliant defensively, to be honest. Um, and I, I think it's a game for Troyore personally. Um, so I think there might be goals in it. I'm going to go two two on Tuesday. Um, Brighton away is also going to be very tough. They've had. 120 minutes plus today. They're going to play midweek again. Um, and I think we're going to go there and get a result. So you can call me sitting on the fence, but I'm going to go for 1-1 there. So I think two draws this week for us. And I think that will have us near enough safe. We may need to beat Villa, which we will the week after. So I think we'll be fine then. I'm loving this positivity kick here and you'll have to come on more often. I'm loving it. Um, Hoops, looking ahead to Palace and... Um... And Brighton, what's your thoughts and predictions? Yeah, I mean, similar to Kieran there. I, I, I think oh, the, the midweek at Palace, you know, although it's at home and we've been good at home of late, as you say, with Hodgson, you know you're going to get an organised side, don't you? You know on the day they've got some really talented players. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how, how we line up. Um, I would go a draw as well, I think, at this moment in time. I think one each. Um Brighton game. It's difficult to know the effects. To look at it positively, although they've had an amazing season, if they have a little bit of a hangover from you know today, as time of recording performance against United, maybe we could get a surprise win. So um, let's go for a one nil away win and four points. I'm sure we'd all welcome that, and that would probably not mathematically, but pretty comfortably get us over the line ultimately. Absolutely. And the final word on this uh, part of the show, Jason, falls to you. I'll say four points as well. I, I reckon we're going to win on Tuesday. 
um, I think it's it's so good as well what the old goal pack are doing. I don't think we've mentioned that. They're, 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 what they're doing. Flags were great last great. week. Please take your flags back if you took one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, what is, what is silly? There's people taking pictures of people with flags. I mean, that's just, that's just ridiculous, right? But just don't take the flags. But people don't know what I suppose. And some people have cut me some ideas, put little stickers on the flag saying don't take them. But it's right. They are costing money. And listen, they do look fantastic. Um, and you know we've got to, we've really got to be the twelfth man. I think we're going to win on Tuesday, then I think we're going to get a draw away next week at Brighton, and then four points will see us more than safe, in my opinion. Four points, absolutely. That's the final word, guys. Thanks ever so much for um, for joining us this part of the show. Also, just before we get on, I just do want to say a big thank you to Wolf Life for uh, the local. Bilston-based uh, uh, financial services. They do mortgages, life insurance. If you want to get any help with your mortgages or your life insurance, uh, pop uh, your name and details in the link below or get in touch with Always Wolves and we'll put you in the, uh, the right direction because they, uh, so they're only based in Bilston. Guys, thank you ever so much and um, enjoy the rest of the show from the green room and um, we'll see what the rest of the guys have to say with some brilliant points. Always thank Wolves, you. Dave. Always was cheers, Kieran. Thank you. Thank you. See you soon. All the best. Laura, cheers. Cheers. Fantastic um, there from uh, the guys. And we're going to go on to uh, the second half of the uh, the show now. And we have the voice of reason. Jack is back. Are you right, mate? Not too bad yourself. All good, mate. All good. We have Smiler herself. The golden girl that is Lucy. How are you doing, mate? Evening. I'm all right. Thank you. Have you okay? Yeah, good. And you were literally like two rows in front of us yesterday at the uh, at the game. We had a nice chat as well, so that was great. Similar to similar to us. And last but not being least, um, we do have, and we're going to be interesting to see the outfits for tonight. It is Sooty. You're right, mate. Good evening, people. Good evening, mate. What's that one that you've got on tonight? Retro Sergio Tacchini, Dave. <laughs> mate, I'll tell I'm you what. I'm after a deal, Dave. I'm after a, 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 a Sergio deal, so keep keep pumping it, Dave. Keep, <laughs> now, seriously, uh, people now like, are really looking forward to what, what top you're going to have on because he's proper <laughs> like on trend and everything. Um, so we've got Carl saying good evening to you guys as well. Evening, um, Carl. Evening, yeah, evening, Carl. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, guys, before we get on to this part of the show, please, um, if you're new, subscribe. And if you're enjoying it, please smash a like. Let, uh, someone let me know how many likes we've got on the video. We should get on to at least 100. And let us know where in the world you are watching. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. From tonight. So, Jack, um, let's crack on with uh, with you first. You were there. I think we were all there yesterday, actually. All all us three were there in various things. You'd, what's the what was your feeling before the game, Jack, going into it uh, when you saw the team? And obviously, we talked about this with Neves starting or not starting, and then obviously how you were feeling coming out the uh, out the ground at the end. Uh, I think I think the word that I'd use to describe yesterday was frustrating because I think for like we said for 35 36 minutes whatever it was that was probably our most controlled away performance for quite some time and whether that was because Leicester were way off it or whether it was because we were tactically spot on and we were sharp and we were aggressive a bit of both perhaps I thought the midfield was nice I mean we talked about it last week didn't we I mean for me personally I'd have brought Neves back in but I haven't got a problem with Lamina and Gomez I think they work really well as, as a two and they did throughout the first half. Um, but yeah, frustrating because you know the penalty incident completely shifted the momentum, you know, and 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 there's a bit of a just a nagging doubt in the back of my mind about the mentality of some of our players. When something doesn't go our way, we, we give away a soft goal or a penalty, or we get a decision against us, we don't react very well at all. You know, within sort of two three minutes of of the, the penalty going in, me and my friends at Remy were saying we need half time here. All of a sudden, that great player that we'd had for the first half an hour had gone out of our heads and we kind of like, we just need to hang on here. We need to get to half-time. And we shouldn't be like that. We should have turned around and gone, forget that penalty. We've battered these for 30 minutes. Let's go and do it again. And, and it wasn't like that. And I don't think the players have that belief either. I think when, when something goes against them, I think that mentality creeps in and they're kind of like, oh, it's, you know, maybe it's not going to be our day and oh, it's going wrong again and this kind of thing. And I think you kind of saw that in the second half, I think, with, with the substitutions and the change in the shape and things. We went further and further away from what we'd done really well in the first half. You know, and, and OK, the, the force change from Lamina, we didn't know that at the time. And there was a guy behind me going absolutely loopy all second half. Why has he took Lamina off? Obviously, he's got a hamstring injury. We didn't know that at the time. But, you know, Neves coming on makes sense. But, you know, I, I think to make a sort of a wider point, I think, when we had Nuno in charge, he was very much system, system, system. If you're playing right wing back in this in our team, this is what you do. If you play centre mid in our team, this is what you do. Whereas I think Lopetegui is a bit different. He kind of looks at the player that's coming on or the player that's playing and asks them to do what they do. So he's not going to bring Ruben Neves on and say, I want you to do what Mario Lamine is doing. He's saying, I want you to be Ruben Neves. And of course, that's obviously going to help Ruben Neves because that's going to play his natural game. When Mario Lamine has been so effective, then of course it's going to change how you're playing. And, and I think that's probably what hindered us yesterday in the second half was we made too many substitutions and too many players who were having effective games were replaced by different types of players. And I think what we probably needed really was more like-for-like -like substitutions. I mean, we've talked about what should Raul have been on the bench. Quite possibly he could have come on for Costa, you know, and could you have brought on Traore perhaps for, for Nunes on the right wing and sort of kept a bit more balance on that side. So, you know, I think lessons to be learned, I think, for, for the manager and for, for some of the players. I mean, it, like I said, frustrating is the word. I mean, if you look at the big picture, if we'd have won yesterday, I think most people would have said we were safe. So all we've got to do now is just roll that over to Tuesday and say, well, if we beat Palace on Tuesday, we're probably safe. So it's just another game ticked off, isn't it? And we just go again. Mate, absolutely 
bang on analysis. This is why, again, at the uh, the on the on the uh, the thumbnail, I put not safe yet because we we're not safe yet. We still need there's still more work to do. Um, the results, you know, generally went for us. We were t- talking about uh, me and Emma with the producer. We've been talking about there being a bit of a a break away. Don't want to see a little bit of a crack. Appearing well with the result today, with West Ham winning and Bournemouth are on 33. The next team after Bournemouth now, I think it's still Leeds. I think they're 29 points. So there's a there's a gap. The pack's broken a little bit, which is good. And you've got you you know Wolves are 14th, and you've got to get like four or five teams have got to have better results than Wolves for the end of the season to get past us. Not sure whether that happened, but some people say 36 points could be the the magic marker. But I think. Four, ideally. Lucy Bird, what Jack's had to say. I mean, it was an absolute delight, um, you know, bumping into you in the uh, in the stadium yesterday. I mean, you know, we live and breathe it, don't we, when, when we're in the stands and stuff like that. How are you, be- like with Jack, were you feeling before the game and when you heard the team and how were you feeling at the end? Um, Before the game, I've just got to say happy St George's Day, everybody. Yeah, happy St George's Day, absolutely. St George's Day. It's on. <laughs> it's England. Come on. Um, uh, before the game, when we saw the team news on the coach on the way there, very confident. Um, you know, same team won the last two games. Why wouldn't you be confident? Um, see Neves being back on, you know, being back part of the pack again on the bench, um, you know, made me feel better. You know, in case there was anything untoward on the pitch, at least we've got back up in the form of the great Neves. Um, but leaving the ground, I was deflated. I really was deflated because that first half, well, as you saw, Dave Loopy Lucy came out, you know, I, I was going mad first half. It was brilliant, absolutely fantastic. You know that the crowd were getting behind the the boys and everything, and and then that penalty, it was like everybody had just been shot down and the heads were down and the nobody could get them back up and it was it was it was sad to see because we know that we can play a damn sight better than that. We have got some fantastic players that can play any team off the pitch and. They shouldn't feel deflated once they've got a goal, you know, against them. And they did that. And it was it was sad to see, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that comes back to the point that Jack's made, actually, which is a very good point. Um, you know, we were absolutely dominating that game. The intensity, the control, the, you know, the way we were winning the ball back. They couldn't. They, 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 they couldn't deal with us. It just seemed like we, the the second goal was going to come, um, and we we just again just couldn't get the that second goal. And then, like you said, the goal went in the penalty, and that was the first time we heard the Leicester fans from about the tenth minute to when that is, and it gave them hope, and they got behind their team, and it went <laughs> the opposite way. But I think you're right with what Jack said and what you said. It's like they've got to learn to deal with that. It's yeah. kind of like they've got to learn to deal with, okay, let's go again. We were so on top. Let's just keep continuing doing what we're doing. And it didn't happen. And then we just drifted away. 
I'm really excited to hear what Sutty's going to have to say because <laughs> Sutty was looking dapper at the weekend again. Um, I got a chance to um, to meet up with Sutty from, uh, and Chris, if he's watching, who was hoping to come on tonight uh, before the game. Um, Sutty in our group chat was incredibly confident, weren't you, mate? 4-0. You know, you know, the game and then at half-time you were confident as well that we kick on. And I think, Sutty, this comes back to the point that Jack and Lucy have said, yeah, OK, they've equalised, but we're a better team. Let's go again and let's win this game. And it didn't happen, did it, mate? No, Dave. What well, I, I think... It's called positive mental attitude, isn't it, Dave, to be honest? It's all right being a fast-track bully when you're on the up, but it's what you do when the chips are down a little bit, how you perform then, I think, myself. And I think we've got a lot of soft-minded characters within this team at times. Um, I don't think they've got the mental strength. You could just see it sap out of them, couldn't you? Could just absolutely see. I mean, the first 35 minutes, we were outstanding. As good as Villa away, I thought. The first half of Villa away, I thought we were outstanding that night. And um, Oh, yeah. We were brilliant. Uh, we were brilliant. We should have been 3-0 up at Villa, shouldn't we, let's be honest, yeah. at half-time. And it was very similar at Leicester yesterday. But they've got the penalty. It was a penalty. Stonewall penalty. What the hell he's doing, I do not know. But he's got... <laughs> He's had a rush of blood to the head. He's gone, well, he's gone to loopy land, hasn't he? You know what I mean? He's just lost, he's lost the plot and he's trod on Vardy's ankle and it's a stonewall penalty. No problem there with me at all. But you could just see us change. You could see towards the end of the game, towards the end of that half, obviously Lamina's picked up an armstring pull. He did, you could see him on the floor, he got up. And yeah, that's why I said it, like I saw that and why I thought that's probably why there was, there was the change, even though... Yeah, he's, 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 he's done that. And then when I come and chat to you, chatted to you at half-time, we seen Neves um, getting warmed up on his own and what have you. My only, my only gripe with that, it, it, I have no problem with Neves coming on. What a player we've had for six seasons. Oh. My big problem was when Vardy went off, they bought another midfielder on. So they yeah. packed the midfield midfield out. But Neves is almost playing as a centre-half. He was in the back three again at times. Why? Yeah. Why? Why waste that range of ball playing with this player so much? Why? I, I can't get my head round... When Ruben plays, we play 15 yards deeper. In this our is what um, JS96 is saying. As soon as he came on, we dropped back 10 to 15 yards. We did. We invited them onto us. The crowd's getting noisier. They're gaining territory all the time into our half. We're getting deeper and deeper. And then you can just see what's going to happen. Um, they're having shot after shot. And fair play to Sarri. He did pull off a few good saves. He, he kept did, yeah. it. Because that's... As they deserved that victory yesterday, Dave. They did. They deserved it on shots yeah. and chances created. They were the better side at the end of the game, Dave. We we can't come away from there thinking, oh, we're better than Leicester. Leicester have pumped six points off us this season, Dave. Scored and six goals. Leeds, Dave, Leeds, Leeds well. six goals, six points, Dave. Palace. Three points, Bournemouth, four points, 
all very similar teams, Dave. And do you know yeah. what it is, Dave? They play. They don't play as individuals. We have a lot of individuals. Sometimes it clicks. Oh, that twenty minutes, it was brilliant. Yeah, sometimes it clicks, Dave. The majority of the time, it doesn't, and that's why we are in the situation we're in. I believe we'll stay up, Dave. I don't think we're going to get dragged back into it. But at the end of this season, we all must look back and say, this has been abysmal. For the money spent, we shouldn't all be lording it up. Well, hey, we've stayed up. For the money we've spent and the absolute show from the board down, I'm not blaming Lopetegui in this, it has been abysmal. Quite simple, Absolutely. Everyone uh, just literally soaked that in. Sooty, I call Jack the voice of reason. Sooty just says it how it is, basically. Jack, uh, Jack, you're nodding there on what Sooty said. I mean, what, what do you want to add to that? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think, you know, listen, I think if, if you just said to me, you know, Boxing Day when we were bottom of the league, if I'd have, if I'd have said to you, rather, six games to go, we'll be six points clear of the bottom bottom three. You just said, I've, I've been drinking the loopy juice or whatever, you know, it's kind of, the turnaround under, under Julen has been phenomenal. And, and, and Sutty's dead right. Staying up isn't that great an achievement for the money that we've spent. And we, and we shouldn't get carried away with, you know, this, that and the other. Lessons need to be learned from, from the very top of the club, from Jeff Shea and, and, and it's Matt Hobbs now who's in charge of recruitment. And because I think the January window is potentially what's going to save us as well yeah. as Julen. Those experienced players, Dawson and Lamina, the two I'm thinking of particularly, have brought in a little bit of know-how. And Costa as well, you know, as much as we've talked about fitness savvy, and things. Very savvy. Savvy, yeah. Nasty, like we said last week. You know, in your face, aggressive. People don't want to play against him. That's probably what's going to keep us up, is that little bit of experience that we brought in in January. So let's learn from that in the summer. You know, let's not spend £30 million on 19-year-old Portuguese who are going to be the next big thing. Let's get some experience. Let's get some proven players to add to what we what we know is a talented squad. We know that. We've seen individually, like Sutty says, individually players have great games and a couple of games in a row where they're really good. Let's build Let's build a team. And, and I trust Lopetegui to do that. I keep thinking back to that Seville team that he had that absolutely wiped the floor with Nuno's Wolves in that quarterfinal. And they had a superb team. You know, Reggion, who was the left-back who went to Tottenham and didn't quite work. What a player he was. Eva Benega, old in the midfield together. Ocampos, who played for Seville the other night when they wiped the floor in Man United. Brilliant player. I'd love him at Molyneux, Ocampos. So, if anyone could put a word in there, we go, we'll get him. You know, Bono, the goalkeeper. Van T- you know, he builds teams, Lopetegui. And I'm, and I'm trusting him and I'm kind of pinning my hopes to the fact that he'll, he'll realise what Sutty's saying is dead right and we've got individuals we need to build a team in the summer absolutely bang on absolutely bang on uh, and like you say when you when you think back when he came in and where we were and where we are now six points clear with uh, you know six games to go it's a strong position uh, to be in we're not safe we've still got a, you know Arsenal and Man United away uh, in that Brighton away this weekend Palace at home Everton at home, Villa at home. You, 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 we've got to get the points on the board so that we can be quite relaxed. I mean, you look at when you look at the uh, the the league; it's quite exciting. I mean, 
you know, obviously down the bottom for for a neutral watching it, it's fascinating. And then you look at the title race and Arsenal, they're a young side starting to uh, falter against the, uh, well, what is a city side that are just relentless? At this, they've got the experience, haven't they? And the thing is, they they just know these sort of teams just know how to grind out the wins, even when they're not playing well. They just get over the line. I mean, you know, they just get it done. And we're a long way off that. But that's coming back to what you were saying about we, we we've seen flashes of how good we can be, and we've seen how consistent that our, our team like Brighton have been fantastic all season. You know, what a fantastic season Brighton have. And, you know, we come back to, you know, they've got knocked out in penalties in a, an FA Cup final and they're a great side. They play some amazing football. We're, they're, they're where we want to be and where we, you know, we should be. And if you we stay up and you give Lopetegui the back in again and trust in what he's doing, I think next year we'll see more of a team as well as individuals because yeah. we'll have more time and that'll come. What are your thoughts on that, Lucy? I completely agree with that. I think Lopetegui is the man to do it, to be honest. Um, I, I simply trust, I just simply trust his process in what he what he can do and bring in players in that will gel the way that the players have gelled as they've been brought in so far. It's just we, were, we didn't do it yesterday, unfortunately, but I think I think we can. I think I think Lopetegui is definitely the man to do it. Yeah, no, I mean I, I think so. Sutty, you heard what Jack's had to say. Come back in on what you've said, and like, you know, you think we'll be safe. I mean, looking ahead into the summer, saying that we do stay up, is that the sort of general feeling that you you're getting that next year we'll see more of a less of the individual bits and more of more consistent in terms of the system and the team and everything and what will happen going forward next year. Is that what you're expecting? Absolutely. That's a minimum, Dave. Just going back to what you said earlier, though, we were there where Brighton were, Dave. We were, yeah. We were there. We, we've pro- progressively, Dave, gone backwards over the last two seasons. Yeah. We've gone backwards. No denying it. League tables do not lie, Dave. You end up where you end over Absolutely. 38. You're as good as your position in a table. If you finish bottom, guess what? You're the worst, You're worst. in that division. You can't get away from it. But yeah. we have took our eye off the ball from the boardroom, Dave. They balls this up. It's on them, Dave. They, uh, they had a manager, and I'll keep harping on back to him. And I trust this bloke, like I said last week. We must give this man time. We must give him the tools to build his own team. This isn't his team yet, is it? Let's be honest. We've still got players in this team from the Nuno era. Now, Nuno wanted money. He was promised money and they renegated on that, Dave. So it's down to the board and the owners to give this man the funds and the tools that he needs to rebuild this to get us back to where Brighton's and what have you are. Because yeah. they've made a major balls up here, Dave. Because other teams have come to the top table now, like Newcastle. It is going to be even harder now, Dave. It's not going to be easy to do this. Villa, Newcastle, they're miles in front of us, Dave. Miles. However, so if you look at Newcastle last year, 
they were in trouble and yeah. they had a better second half and then they've they've gone like, again and gone yeah. again. Like I said last week, they've done a good job at Newcastle. They've trusted in Eddie Howe. They've given him the funds. We've got funds. I'm pretty sure this guy hasn't come here without promise of a big war chest. Now, I'm not adverse to selling players, individual players, to become a better team. Yeah. I'm not interested in individuals, Dave. As I said to you, don't buy in to worshipping individual players. Worship the club, Dave. As I said to you, and I say to you every time, we're the constants, the players aren't. We must start to build a team and a squad that can compete on a regular basis instead of us coming on here every third week or every week if we go on a bad run saying, this just ain't good enough. They've spent an awful lot of money, but there's still a lot of the old guard here and they're going to have to go, Dave. There's it, Look, the likes of Jimenez, he's not, he'd be on that bench if he was pulling his weight. I'm pretty sure of it, Dave. Yeah. He's not injured. He's not injured and he can't even get in the squad. Eight Nori. Eight Nori's renowned. He was renowned for turning up late for training, Dave. Absolutely renowned for it. Bad attitude. Off you go, son. Let's get the 25 million, 35 million. Give Angiers like they're off because they've got a 50% sell on and let's reinvest it. If you're not going to take us serious, go. We don't want you. We want to build a proper team. And I'd rather have 11 to 22 as real grafters like Brighton. Very few superstars in Brighton apart from McAllister, is there? Like Brighton, play as a team, Dave. The club is run from top to bottom perfectly, just as we were, Dave. Everybody looked at us as a blueprint, as a blueprint how to break the top six. We fell away, Dave. We're three years back behind now. Do you think that you think that's basically because they got complacent, they took their eye off the ball, the pandemic, I don't know, pulled the well, funds they, back a little bit? Because you know, if you don't invest in this league, you go backwards. You have to keep. Of course you do. You of course you do. Improving. I keep saying dereliction of duty, Dave. We didn't sign a centre forward for five, well five years. I mean, we signed him on loan. Okay, Catroni didn't work out. It didn't work out. Some some of them don't, Dave. Some of not every signing will work out. But you've got to keep getting your options lined up, enticing them in. You've got to entice me. We're not big payers still, Dave. We don't pay big money. 100 grand a week for your top earner in this league is not big money, Dave. It's peanuts in this league. So the only way you're going to generate that, Dave, is to get that old wreck of a stadium done up, get more people through the door, get more revenue going and then you can start reinvesting in players and paying them the same as what other teams are paying them. If they got the chance of 150 grand a week at the Villa or 100 grand a week at the Wolves, where are they going, Dave? They ain't going to come to us. Exactly. Exactly. And you've got to to do that. Um, Sutti, I'm going to go on to Jack. You know, you talk about players going. If it was if you're like the director of football or and you're talking to the manager, say, and you're looking at um, obviously the evolution for next year, he's got some targets you want to bring in, you know, talk about to think who who you who you're shipping out in the uh, in the uh, 
in the summer window and how much money you're bringing in to help with that investing in this team? I mean, what, who, you know, who are you, who are you saying? Is that, is that to me or Jack? You, yeah, that's to, to me. you. Yeah, and then Jack. Well, I, I'm looking at Joao Gomez yesterday. Head and shoulders, the best player on the park for me. Lamina was immense before he went off. But Lamina, how old's Lamina? About 29, 30, something like that. Yeah. Well, uh, Joao Gomez is 10 years younger, isn't he? Yeah. That's your future general of your midfield for me. Go. He, he, was fact, wins he wins the ball everything. and he comes away with it. He is your future. I would have, if somebody offers me, if Ruben Neves isn't going to sign, if he's umming an hour and sign the contract, and contract, and somebody offers me forty million, and before anybody wades in and says forty million, you want to get his left leg for that? He's got one year left on his contract. When they go down to the final year, their price plummets. That's just the market. You can't go wielding around with one hundred million for him. You can when you've got four years on a contract, but not when you've got one. It don't work like that. So if somebody offers me forty. I'll take it. Okay, that's forty million. I'm getting Adama Traore off the wage bill because he's going to go anyhow. He ain't signing, is he? Let's be honest. Yeah, no, he's going to look like it. I'd get the fifteen million we get off the the deal for Aitnuri because Bueno and Totti have proved they can both play that role. So that's I'll fifty-five get... million. Not only can they play it, Dave, they want to play it. Yeah. Right. Totti, you trainers, can see, you can see, workers. he really works hard, Totti. Yeah. So there, there's 55 million, Dave, straight away. Yeah? Yeah. We got 55. Now, they're going to have to put 40, 50 million in. If we've got another 100 million pound, we've got the basis of a decent little squad there. And I'll be going out and I'll be buying a very, very, very good centre forward. In the hope that Kalaidic is fit. Yeah. If he's not showing signs of full fitness come July, I want two centre-forwards, David. Yeah. Do you not think uh, Fabio Silva is going to come back into the... Uh... Well, he might well do, Dave. If he comes back, if he's going to, he's going to hit 20 goals this season out on loan. Um, and so if he comes back, he's bulked out, he's got the experience, he's played week in, week out, which he never did with us. Um, especially under large, he didn't anyway. So if he comes back in, then fine. Go and get me the fifty million pound centre forward who's going to get me twenty goals a season to replace what Jimenez did. You're going to get rid of Jimenez; he'll be gone as well. There's hundred grand a week straight away because you'll get nothing for him. Yeah, nobody's going to punt big money on Jimenez now. So if you get a couple of million quid for him, but you're saving the five million a year. So you're saving big money on all these players. It's not just about fees. It's yeah. about their contracts. So we must go out. No fanning around going buying more wingers. I don't want more wingers, Dave. I'm sick to tired, sick and tired of wingers that are going to score us all of these goals that don't come, do they, Dave? We've got the <laughs> amount of wingers we've got that have no end product is incredible. We are world beaters at it. Go and get me the centre forwards. <laughs> I love it. Jack, over to you. What, uh, what would you say to that? Right, I've had to get my pen and paper out here, right? So I, I think if we're being realistic, I don't think Moutinho, Costa or Adama are going to extend their contract. So they're gone. So that's yeah. what, maybe close to nearly 300 grand a week, possibly yeah. saving on wages straight off the bat. Um, 
I think George Mendes will come and do us a favour and send Guedes to a new club and we'll get some of, or if not most of that 20-odd million we paid to Valencia. He'll probably go Monaco or Benfica, won't he? So we'll get something there. I think if Aitnuri doesn't, you know, pull his socks up and get involved, I think there's one that can go. I think I'd give Raul Jimenez my very best wishes and thank him for his immense contribution to our football club, but it's time to move on. Same for Johnny Otto. Injuries have completely done him in. No good anymore. Uh, I would change the goalkeeper. I think I think, don't think Jose Sarr is reliable. I think if you want to build a team, like we've been saying, the I... first name on the team sheet is your goalkeeper and he's not reliable. We said last um, week, last correct. year, unbelievable season. Just this coming year, in on that, Jack, well, I won't tell you who I saw after the game, but it's someone that with Wolves Connections um, who were, they, they were there. There's a, Two or three of them were watching the game yesterday and I bumped into them, but I won't say the name. But they were talking about Jose Sarr, bless his cotton socks. And they said Hobbs was shaking his head in disbelief and they were, they were saying he won't be here next year. So that might be or may not be true, but like I'll, 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 I'll tell you later <laughs> offline if you stay on at the end. Uh, but I can't say in the uh, in the live thing. Sorry, guys, but I'll, I'll tell you guys afterwards. Um, but he, apparently Hobbs was going nuts about uh, about that we saw. Carry on, Jack. Yeah, uh, so obviously swapping my goalkeeper. Uh, not sitting in place, so I can't possibly comment on Dan Bentley, but whether he could be our first choice, possibly not, so we're going to need to go and get someone in, aren't we? Uh, Semedo, I'm 50-50. You know, he's caviar and cabbage, isn't he? Sometimes he looks like the best right-back in the league, and other times he looks like you've pulled him in from the pub. Uh, you know, caviar again, we need someone... That's yeah. got to be line of the night, that is. I love it. Yeah. We need someone reliable there, don't we? We need we need a, a right-footed bueno, don't we? That's what we, yeah. we need to go and find. Um, and I know Semedo's got a two-year option on his contract, so I'd extend that and then see if we can get someone to buy him. Pedence, another one. If he left, not bothered. You know, our top scorer, which is which is mad. We were saying this in the pub last night. The amount of criticism that we as fans give to Pedence, and yet he's our top scorer. Yeah, absolutely. No, no other club in the league would be slagging off their top scorer, but but that's I kind of where we are. Pedence. I don't, my dad no. loves Pedence, Benanza. He has got a bit of an attitude, whether that's because he's small or not, I don't know. But like mm-hmm. he always does try to make something happen. He, you know, so I'm not so sure about getting rid of Pedence, but um, he might go because he might yeah. want to go. Let, let, if we, if Neto can and Chiquino can get back fit. There's your probably your winger sorted, isn't it? So you, you've got space to free up Pedence or Wang or someone like that to, to move on. I don't think Wang will go because I think no. Tagi really likes Wang. Yeah, because he, he presses and he works hard, yeah. which is what we're saying, isn't it? That aggression. I think yeah. you're looking to try and build that midfield around Joe Gomez. You know, Lamina's got a couple of years left at the top level, hasn't he? So he can help him oh, with that. You got you know for a fact Gomez and Lamina are going to be here next year. You've got yeah. you, uh, Joe Arch, will he still be here or does he believe in him? You know, you've got Bubakar Traore as another one, but we're still going to need the extra invisible man, yeah. 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 Uh I, I know for a fact, uh, you know, not, not hardly an exclusive, but I know Lopetegui in person has been to watch Gokoresh at Coventry the striker. So I think right. that's the kind of uh player we're looking to bring in, you know, a finisher if you like, someone that can get on the end How many of the goals has he got? I think he's about 20. I think In the Championship? That's yeah, not bad, yeah. is it? No, it's good. It's good. Yeah, and, and, you know, and people will say, oh, you know, it's a big step up, isn't it? We've seen Ebanks Blake step up and struggle. Ross McCormack struggle. The Phoebe struggle. But Ivan Tony's done really well, hasn't he? Ollie Watkins Absolutely. has done well. So, so it's worth a gamble, isn't it? You know, 
and so that's kind of what we need. So I'm really looking at that spine of the team, the goalkeeper, the centre forward, possibly a centre half. You know, I think Kilman and, and Dawson have done well. I like Collins coming through as, as a young one, but could we perhaps, you know, if Totty's going to be the backup left back, do we need another option at the back? So I mean, it's a, you know, I don't envy Matt Hobbs and, and, and Julian and, and Gara Gatha because it's a kind of a job by the looks of it in this summer. It is, and with with a lot of change. I mean, you look at Forest, you know, with how many players they've brought in, and yeah, we, you know, we don't need to buy forty though, do we? Like they did, I think, no, I mean, think, you know, six, 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 maybe six. I think you know, if we I bring heard, six. I heard there was someone walking past the city ground, um, and they just bought him because they thought he was uh, he was a player, but it turned out it wasn't. But like, so he's just gone in the squad. They were just buying anything that moved at one point, weren't they? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, fair play to Forest. They did give Liverpool a good go at the weekend, but they're fighting as well, like with everyone else. All these clubs below us and around us, they're scrapping. They're scrapping and we've got to still scrap and make sure we put that in and continue because momentum at the end of a season carries through into next season as well. But some great points. Lucy, you've heard what, um, you know, Sutty and Jack have had to say about that. I mean, if that happened, how would you? Is there anyone that you wouldn't like to see go? See, I don't agree on the Samedo thing. I, I love Samedo. I thought he had a great game again today. Um, so I, I don't agree with the Samedo one, but everybody else, I'm not bothered, to be honest. The same as everybody else that Jack um, and Sutty mentioned. Yeah, they're not. They wouldn't be part of my team for next. No, absolutely. If bring somebody else in that can do the job then yeah see you later if, if we have to <laughs> if, if it needs to be done now Lucy I'm going to come to you first I'm going to ask you about the penalty decision but then I also want you to put your man of the match your performance rating your highlight of the day and any TV programs you'd like to recommend to the viewers right okay so for the penalty obviously from where we were Dave you couldn't see what the hell that stopped the game for and checking for because we didn't see it because it was right in the middle of all the players. Watching it back when we got back to the club last night, when it was on the telly on Sky, it was a penalty. There's no doubt about it. He hit his elbow and his arm was right up in the air like that. There was no reason for it to be up there at all. It's definitely a penalty for me. Uh, Man of the match for me... So I thought Kilman had a really good game yesterday. Um, he was so close to being my man of the match, but I'm going to go with everybody else and go for Gomez because he was just superb. He was everywhere. He was winning the ball back, right, left, right and centre. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm going to give it a six um, because I don't think it was as bad as... Some games that we've we've seen lately, um, so I'm I'm going to give it a six to be honest, because um, there were still some highlights that people. Yeah, you have that up. twenty minute spell, didn't we? Where we were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, moments of the day. It's nothing to do with the football, but it was just spending time with my uncles. Oh. Yeah, it was just lovely. It was really, really nice. And we went to the pub afterwards, went to the moon for a couple of drinks, and we ended up having three instead of a couple. Um, 
but it was it was just nice to have a nice friendly chat and just talk about the game and talk about anything else. It was just lovely. Like, no, yeah. that's absolutely fine. And all you got to do now is the programs, oh, TV shows. Right on BBC iPlayer. I'm I'm a girl that loves her funnies. If there's a funny on and it's a series, then I'm going to watch that. And BBC iPlayer, there's something called Am I Being Unreasonable? And it is blooming hilarious. The woman that does it, I think her name's Daisy May Cooper. She's absolutely fantastic in it, absolutely brilliant. So if you've got a chance, watch that because it's brilliant. Lucy, that's absolutely brilliant. You've absolutely <laughs> nailed it, mate. Fantastic. <laughs> Sutty, same questions to you. Penalty, highlight moment of the day, man of the match, performance rating, and uh, any programme that you would recommend. Not on your life was that a penalty, Dave. Would you want that given against you? I'd have gone um, to be honest, mental. I didn't even know why they were checking the penalty. I would have like... gone absolutely mental if that had gone against us. I'd have been up in arms on here again, take it from me. I watched it. I think Carl put it on our... Uh, chat uh, page today and I think I rerun it about 30 times and it was only the last time when I asked somebody what I'm looking for that I seen it <laughs> rubbish absolute rubbish no way was if that's a penalty we might as well forget this channel forget football because it's all gone Dave no no that's not a penalty Dave let's get on with the game and play it like men or women by the way before I get in trouble Play the game as it should be, David. That's yeah. what I say. We're, we're clutching at straws if we want penalties for that. Um, my man of the match, Joao Gomez. Joao Gomez is making me think that selling Ruben Neves will not be the end of the world. I never thought I'd say that, but I'll take the 40 million, Dave. If he's not going to sign, take the 40 million, spend it on a striker. Um Moment of the day. Well, I travelled in yesterday with a load of lads from Worcester Day. Oh, my God. I've never laughed so much in all my life as what I did on that minibus. So, I can't repeat some of the things that were being spoken about because it's a family channel day. But did we laugh all the way there and all the way back? And we Fantastic. started We started at 8.30 in the morning just to come from Worcester. It's only an hour and 15 I hope we've got away. some of them on here watching you, mate. <laughs> I've never laughed so much in all my life. But it hey, Sutty, whilst you're on that, whilst you're on that, you did have a little moment, didn't you? Well, someone oh, recognised yeah, you. Yeah, somebody come up to me in a pub and asked if they could have a photograph taken with me. I said, "What with me?" They said, "Yeah, we watch, we watch you on uh, extra time." <laughs> I felt famous for a minute, Dave. There you go. <laughs> have you ever had that jack yet? Never asked, been asked for a photo, but people have said, you know, I've I seen you on, on, on that and, I've, you know, that's so, yeah, it's not as nice, isn't it? It's nice. About you, Luce? Oh, I haven't had a photo took with anybody, but I do have a lot of people in the steeple always come up and say, it's Golden Girl! <laughs> Which it's is nice, isn't it? Nice feeling. It is nice yeah, feeling. It is nice. That's class. But that's your first one then, Sutty? Uh, yeah, that's my first one. And my programme, Dave, well... I've been working like an absolute idiot for the last six months, doing our house up and, and still going to work and that. So I haven't really had a lot of time to watch TV, Dave. But a few months ago, I did binge watch that um, 
Dharma about Jeffrey Dharma. Oh my yeah. god, Dave. He was proper loopy, that bloke. Proper loopy. <laughs> yeah, and it's true story. So if ever if nobody's watched it on Prime, then watch it. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, what did you do for your performance rating and your moment of the day? Oh, you did the moment of the day. was the most most it. Performance rating, Dave, I thought first half up to the penalty, I would have given us a nine, Dave, up yeah. to that. Yeah. Right. And then we changed instantly, didn't we? We just lost belief in ourselves almost. So I can't give it any more than a six, Dave. Sorry, mate. Fair enough. Fair enough. You, and you, your moment was the day was going in the minibus. Yeah, I can't repeat the things they were talking about, Dave, but it was a proper uh, jolly boys outing. Fantastic, fantastic, mate. Uh, Jack, same to you. Yeah, uh, right. Penalty. I completely agree with what Sutty says. I don't think it should be a penalty, but I've seen him given. Yeah. And, 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 and I think with, with, the, with the, cu the current mess that VAR is and, and this, that and the other, I think we, it's, it, you know, and I'm going to make a point here. I've, I've made some notes as well. I don't make notes very often. I'm just going to go for the last six weeks, right? Yesterday, Leicester, handball, last minute, seen him given. Last week, Brentford, Totti Gomez, wiped out by the goalkeeper, seen him given. Forrest the week before, Adama, clipped on the heel by Felipe, seen him given. The week before, Samedo tripped in the box by the Leeds player. Soft, but seen him given. The week before, Raul Jimenez taken out by Nick Pope. Definitely a penalty. So in six weeks, we've had five potential penalties. We've had none of them. Now you tell me that all these people say to you, oh, it'll even out over the course of, you know, don't don't worry, don't moan, don't moan about the referees. It'll all even out. That's zero out of five. And, uh, and there was three stone wallers in that, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Probably That's just in the last six weeks. <laughs> right, that's brilliant that is. Thank you for that. There you go. Uh, so yeah, so agree, agree, agree with Sutty and Lucy. Actually, I, I think on the current rules it is a penalty, but I agree that it probably shouldn't be. But you know, they've made such a mess of handball and offside and all this kind of stuff that that it, it's kind of potluck, isn't it? You kind of you have to judge it on who the ref is and what the moon phase of the moon is and all that to kind of whether you get a penalty or not these days. So uh, yeah, so performance rating, I'm going to go for seven because I thought we were pretty good for. 30 35 minutes as good as we've been for a while lost our way a little bit you know wasn't great um but you know like i said not a disaster because all we've got to do is just move those three points we need on to the next game man of the match joe gomez not even a contest for me i thought he was outstanding won every tackle so so much composure for someone so young you know unbelievable i mean How old is he 19 21 is it 21 i think is he I think he's on, he's on the cusp of sort of uh, not having to be registered. And he's like he's 21, possibly yeah. 22 next birthday. Um, so, yeah, moment of the day, uh, I'm going to go for Cooney's goal. Really well taken. And exactly what we've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. Win the ball up the pitch, which is what Lamina did. And all of a sudden, you're one pass away from having a shot on goal. Yeah. You haven't got to worry about moving defenders around and finding space and, and all this. You've won the ball back edge of their box, bang one pass, and you get the shot away. And That's what we need to do more. And you score. You and it's a really, it's a really good finish. All the city and teams like that do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you win the ball back where they don't want you to win it back. Yeah, it's like it's like what we said earlier with Neves when we drop deep. If you drop too deep and they get the ball off you, you're in real trouble. 
So get get higher up the pitch, boys. 10, 15 yards higher up the pitch and we'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, TV programme. Uh, I've just watched one on Netflix called The Night Agent. I think it's quite new, but I'm, I'm, it could be years old and I've just missed it. It's strange, isn't it? Netflix so he says, you should watch this next. It's about an FBI guy and he sort of sits in a little office of a night and if anyone's in trouble, they have to call this little phone number and he kind of goes and sorts them out and he gets involved in a real sort of big nationwide conspiracy and you're not quite sure who, whose side is who's on his side and who's not and who's the double agent and it twists and turns and it's quite good actually. And I think there's only like six or seven episodes, so you can get it done in a weekend. Fantastic, mate. Absolutely fantastic. I'm gonna give you mine that I'm watching at the moment, Below Deck. Um, if you've ever heard of it, it's um it's kind of like a, a reality type of thing of uh yachties and stuff and what goes on and they did charter guests and they have different charter guests who charter these yachts and stuff it's quite a good watch um obviously you got the normal things like your game of thrones and all that sort of stuff that i like watching and stuff and um there's there's so many really um that's on there we've always got something on the go mandalorian on disney plus um is fantastic because i do like my uh like my yes my star wars and everything uh guys whilst we go around the the last bit if you can uh, let us know what you think the secret word is in the chat. And I'm now going to go round. Um, I'm going to go Lucy, Jack, and then Sooty, who are going to give us the final word, looking ahead to the score predictions and thoughts for Palace and Brighton. We're going to go with you first, Lupe, uh, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I gave oh, the word away. Oh, I mean, that was plumbing. Right. Uh, um, <laughs> Palace on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Lucy. <laughs> I can't believe it. I just gave the word. Tuesday. Yeah. Because if we can get behind them boys and we're at home, oh god, it's gonna be tear up that. Um if we can get behind the boys and I, I think we can get away with a one nil. Um and I think we'll Brighton are doing really well at the moment, but I, I think a draw, I'd take a one one on Saturday. Four points then. Yeah. Nice, yeah. that would keep us nice and safe. Jack? Yeah, um, <clears throat> we've won five out of eight at home under Lopetegui. Let's make it six out of nine on Tuesday. And, and I think one more win will absolutely be, you know, almost almost home and host. So let's get a great atmosphere going. I think there's going to be a DJ, isn't there, before the game? Or I think someone said, and there's going to be yeah, there's going to be going, on things and, going on. They're also so, putting on uh, Wonder, of, Wonder of You later in the... Uh, in the thing just before the uh, hi ho and stuff, they're having a bit of a move around of some of the stuff, and uh, so I know Lopetegui definitely wants to get that atmosphere going. Uh, and we should say again, bring your flags if you took them. Yeah. Yes, bring them back. No bring questions back. asked, just bring them back. No Flag amnesty. Flag yeah. amnesty. bin outside mm -hmm. the South Bank, and we'll drop them yeah. all in. And there we go. No questions asked, Your Honour. Yeah, so I, I think we'll nick it against Palace. It's not going to be a, a nice game. They're always 
horrible to play against, didn't they? You know, they've got so I don't know what Zahar's fitness is like. The runabout might potentially be back, but you know, we'll see. But I fancy us to, to nick it one nil, like Lucy says. You know, we, we get we do all right with the one nil own wins at the minute, don't we? And then Brighton, I'm not optimistic. I've got to be honest. I think watching them play, not just today, but across the season, you know, their movement up front, the way they move the ball, I think we could struggle. But you know, traditionally with Wolves, we do well against the better teams. It's it's when we play the Dog and Duck FC, you know, and and they're absolutely hopeless and. We cave in and lose one nil, don't we? And when we go and yeah. play the top teams, we couldn't give them a bloody nose and uh, nick some points. So it could be that we lose to Palace and beat Brighton. It's Wolves in it, so you never know. But I think I, I fancy us to get at least one win from the next two, and I think that should be all right then. Fantastic and sooty to you. Jack's just give mine away. I fear that Eze who plays for Palace, he is a good player, and I've got a funny feeling they're going to turn us over, Dave. Okay, but I think we're going to Brighton and beat them. So three points, but in the opposite way that most yeah. people would expect. It'd be it typical. Wolves, me, that would it? be just typical Wolves. Yeah, it would. Absolutely, and guys, um, just to let you know, um, in case you were surprised, um, it, the word was loopy. <laughs> And the reason is there's always there's always a reason behind it. Obviously, the Oscars, we had the red carpet and stuff like that. We did the Formula One thing, all that sort of stuff. It's because the snooker's on. Snooker, loopy nuts are we, me and you and you and me. Da, 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 da. Anyway, snooker, loopy. So that's where it came from. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, guys, thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. We've just done uh, our 90 minutes plus nine minutes added time. Um, so it's been a great show tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, please smash a like on the video before you go. And if you're watching it back, do the same. If you're brand new, subscribe. If you're serious about watching Wolves or um, and Wolves content, you need to subscribe to Always Wolves. And if you aren't listening to it on the podcast, wherever you are in the world, be safe. Uh, we love you all and uh, keep the faith. We just need one more win and we should be, as Jack says, home and hose. And hopefully we'll get it. Um, in the next two games. Until then, from all of us, always wolves. Always wolves. Always wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.